Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Happy New Year to you. I hope you're about to get your protein, muscle, and Jesus on with us and 10 times stronger, which starts this week. My CellCore Detox group is also kicking off this week. And the first module in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition unlocks for students today. That first module is all about light. Jesus as our light, the way the electromagnetic spectrum affects our circadian rhythm, which includes our hormones, our mitochondria, and our feeding and fasting schedule, and so much more. It's so exciting, but there's a lot, a lot going on. And as excited as I am, I'd be lying to say it's not overwhelming. Overwhelming on several levels. Time, always a big one. You know, just the sheer amount of time all of these things require to create and operate and manage is enormous. And to do that while still being present for my family is an ongoing balancing act. Oh, and did I mention that we got a puppy for Christmas? Like I need another thing to take care of? We had no intention of getting a new dog. In fact, my kids asked for a puppy and I said, absolutely not. But then I saw this uh, Facebook post that there was an emergency need for this set of puppies to be adopted before it was too late. Oh, heartbreak. And so I took a picture of the post and I sent it to my husband. He was at the ranch at the time. It was like a Tuesday night. And I didn't say anything in the text. I just sent the photo. And when he got home, he walked in the door and he said, so we're going over there first thing in the morning? (laughs) I said, I guess so. And we did, and we picked up this sweet little yellow lad, and we named her Pearl, and it was the greatest surprise for my kids, and it made our Christmas extra special. And I'm so happy to say that all of the puppies, all of her siblings, did get adopted, and so it was just a very heartwarming experience for us and for our community. But you know who's the one that ends up mostly taking care of her. That would be me, you know, getting up in the middle of the night and all the things, Literally, just as I was about to record this podcast, she barfed and then she peed on the rug. But I really think it's the lack of sleep that's killing me because y'all know how protective I am of my sleep. And I need my brain to be on fire right now with all I have going on and lack of sleep is not helping. But anyway, the time thing is always overwhelming and I know it's not unique to me. We all struggle with this, especially when you're in a busy season of life with kids of which I am, and believe me, I've questioned the Lord like, really, right now, are you sure this is the time I should be starting this school? But the other part of overwhelm is something that I don't think gets talked enough about. And it often comes along when you go for a new goal or have a big dream you're going for. 
And there's a level of questioning your ability, your worth, your capacity to handle the challenges that come along with the goal or the dream. And I am and have been experiencing all of this level of overwhelm. I've experienced what's called imposter syndrome since the moment I completed my first nutrition certification 10 years ago. And they're like, okay, you're a nutritional therapy practitioner and I can go help people. And it felt like a lie. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not like these professionals I follow in social media or I've read their books. I'm just a girl who completed a program and got my certificate. I don't know as much as these people who would want to work with me when there are way more experienced nutrition professionals in the world. And then when I felt God calling me to be the Christian nutritionist, I was like, me? Are you kidding? I'm fresh out of nutrition school. I don't know enough about the Bible. I'm not evangelical. There have got to be a million better candidates than me, God. Please pick someone else who has experience in all those areas. I have felt imposter syndrome each and every step of the way with every program I've created. And now creating this school has me all kinds of drowning in it. Like, who do you think you are? You're not smart enough. It won't be good enough. There are so many people who could do it so much better. Now I'm going to pause right here real quickly because I know you and I hear you and I hear your brains screaming at me right now and saying, yes, you can. You can do this. God called you to it. You're meant to do this. Those are lies of the devil. Don't listen. I so feel your encouragement and your love And I'm just so grateful and it makes me want to cry. But part of the reason I want to share this with you is because we can often see something in others that we can't see in ourselves. I would be the first one to encourage someone else in a big endeavor they felt called to do. And yet I'm fighting myself the whole way. The other reason I want to share is because I know that our students in the school are going to feel the exact same way if they don't already, they likely will experience some level of imposter syndrome. And I'm going to be honest, I did second guess myself over doing this podcast and sharing this all with you, because I don't want the students in the school to second guess their decision and their confidence in me as a teacher. But I think it's one of the greatest lessons I can teach them and teach you is that we can feel and likely will feel imposter syndrome at some point in your life and you can show up and do it anyway. It's the show up and do it anyway part where God comes in. It is only by his strength and grace and his, what I feel like I guess is his confidence in me that gives me the ability, the drive and the strength to keep going. When it comes down to it, imposter syndrome is really just one of the faces of fear. And you know what God would say to that. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's from Isaiah 41.10. But see, some people don't know that he would say that. And that is everything when you want to curl up in a big ball and quit knowing God. I think God calls us to things out of our comfort zone so that we will lean into him. 
he very well knows it's out of our comfort zone. He knows the enemy will whisper lies in our head. And we have a choice and an opportunity to turn to him, to partner with him in this thing that he calls us to do, to strengthen our relationship with him and to grow in our belief and our capacity to believe what is possible in our lives when we act in faith in those things he calls us to do. I never in a million years thought I'd be doing what I do today. It wasn't anything I could have ever even conceived of as a possibility or known to pray for. Like it wasn't even on my radar. This is textbook Ephesians 3.20, which says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. He had slash has more for me in my life than I could have ever conceived possible. And I have had to grow my self-concept, who I think I am and what I'm capable of. And I've had to grow my capacity, like the space in my mind and my heart for what I think is possible. It's been a process and will always be an ongoing process of stepping into who he says that I am and not worrying about what the world says and thinks that I am. I once read something that compared our pea-sized brain capacity for what is possible to like holding out a little cup and trying to catch the Niagara Falls worth of blessing that God has for us. We don't think big enough or conceive big enough for all that he has and can do for us if we come to him in faith and with a childlike belief that big things are possible. We need a bigger container. A little-sized coffee cup ain't going to cut it for what he has to gush into us. We need more capacity to receive all the blessing. Like we need to come to him with an Olympic-sized pool capacity for receiving the Niagara Falls he has for us. And like I said, that capacity is in your mind and your heart. And I'm always making such a big deal here about the mind part of spirit, mind, body, because our thoughts about ourselves and what we think is possible determine our results. I could have talked myself out of doing the school. Believe me, I have tried. God put this on my heart quite a while ago, and I have ignored it. I've tried to circumnavigate it, talk myself out of it, and just let my thoughts about it shut me down. If you've heard me talk about the self-coaching tool that we use in self-coaching questions called the model, and that I learned from a life coach, you know that our thoughts lead to our feelings, which lead to our actions, which lead to our results. And so when my thought is, there's no way I can do this. My feeling is impossibility. And my action is that there isn't going to be any action. It stops right there. And so the result is nothing. No Christian nutritionist, no sermon on the couch, no feast to fast, no Genesis prescription, no 10 times stronger, no Christian health club, no podcast, no school of Christian health and nutrition. That doesn't only mean no results for me. It means no results for the thousands of Christians who have learned something that improved their health and their life by the information I've shared or programs I've offered. God uses us as vessels for a bigger purpose, whether that is a vessel in your home, in your workplace, in your church, your community. And to be that vessel, number one, it sure helps if your vessel is healthy and feels good. But also, 
you have to know what he wants you to do with that vessel. And the only way to do that is to hang out with him. And in that process, he is likely to assign you some uncomfortable goals. And you have the choice to either shut it down or lean into him and let him grow your capacity, which means growing in your relationship with him. Listen, I have been uncomfortable since 2011, but I have grown more like in leaps and bounds, both spiritually and emotionally in these last 11 years than like in my whole life put together. (laughs) There is no way I could do these things without him. And he knows that, which is why he calls us to such things. I have to constantly fill my head with his thoughts about who I am, whose I am, and know that if he calls me to it, he'll see me through it. But we always have a choice. You know, he doesn't force it upon us. We don't have to answer or obey when he calls. I've often wondered and thought, maybe he did ask somebody else to be the Christian nutritionist and they said no. (laughs) Maybe I was the backup plan. Maybe somebody else is kicking themselves right now. I'm sure grateful that it, it fell to me. And I guess my message for you today is to not let a big God-given dream pass you by because you don't think you can do it or it's overwhelming. Like I said, I've been uncomfortable and overwhelmed since the beginning of this journey. So I can't say there won't be that, but there will be an immense amount of growth both in your self-concept and in your relationship with the Lord. I also want to add something interesting I heard from one of the Life Coach podcasts that I listened to. She said, it takes just as much energy to talk ourselves out of doing something as it does to talk ourselves into doing it. She said it's hard either way. And I thought that was so profound because think about it. Even with a New Year health goal like doing your workouts, when it comes time to do that thing, Quite often our brain is flooded with a deluge of thoughts like, I don't feel like it. I'll do it later. I'll double up at the end of the week. It won't matter if I miss one. I've got too many things to do today. And so then if you don't do it, you're equally plagued with thoughts about it like, I should have done it. I'm such a loser. I'm never going to change. I'm never going to get fit. And oh my goodness, you expend as much thought energy about not doing it as you would psyching yourself up to do it. Like, I would still be in as much drama about not starting the school as I am about starting it. It's just a different set of thoughts. So I might as well be making some progress if I'm going to be in drama or be uncomfortable about it either way. (laughs) It's as uncomfortable to sit on the couch and not go work out or read your Bible or meal prep your protein because you're in so much negative thought about it than it is to just get up and do it and get it over with. It's hard either way, whether it's physically or mentally, you know, so choose your hard. I think that growing your self-concept and, and capacity applies to a lot of us who are stuck in a rut with our body image. It's hard to conceive of the person who follows through on her word to work out and choose healthier foods. You know, I've heard of people who you know, lose all their weight, they shape up, they get fit. And they have this sense of imposter syndrome. Like they feel unworthy and uncomfortable in their new body shape because of how they perceived themselves for so long. Their self-concept and capacity didn't grow with them. And I think a major part of that is you've got to keep the Lord a part of that process because your worth comes from him simply by being his beloved child. 
you know, over Christmas, I played Oh Holy Night over and over because it's my favorite Christmas hymn. And this one part just had me in tears every time. It's the beginning part when it says, Oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. And then it says, Till he appears and the soul felt its worth. And oh my gosh, y'all, I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> I sat in my driveway in the car, blasting and listening to Carrie Wood, Carrie Underwood sing that. <laughs> and I just boohooed my eyes out. And I felt like it was the first time I'd ever heard that line. And I felt like it was God speaking right to me because I was having a major, I can't do this kind of day because I was feeling so unworthy and incapable. And that I just felt like he was like, Chin up, sister. Yes, you can. Your your worth comes from me, and I'm going to help you through this. And so I guess I keep coming down to the different points of this podcast, but I just want you to know that we all have those days. I have them all the time. And it's okay. It's just not letting those thoughts overtake you and rule you to the point that you don't believe in your yourself enough to do what God has called you to do. So I hope that's what you take away today into this new year. Grow your capacity, dream bigger, let him fill your heart and your mind with all that he has for you. You know, make it a pool and not a cup. Okay. (laughs) Okay, my friend, I humbly thank you for listening to the podcast. And I hope to see you in 10 times stronger where we do anchor ourselves in the Lord to be a stronger body in the body of Christ so that we are physically, mentally, and spiritually equipped to do all he has called us to do. So come grow your spiritual capacity alongside your muscle and protein capacity. And if you are one of the students starting in the Christian Health Practitioner Program, you got this friend. I am so excited to do it along with you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.